All right, let's go. Let's go on a Wednesday that feels like a Friday, but uh, there's a lot to get to, and we are pumped to be at a place where the vibes are high. I, uh, you know, we joke about this, but it's not a joke. Uh, I'm a big vibes guy. You, you go anywhere if it's maybe somewhere you're dragged to, maybe a family event, maybe it's just a restaurant, maybe it's a gathering, maybe it's a game, maybe it's a pregame, whatever. You can always tell how much fun you're going to have by how everyone else is, right? How the, how the entire crew, how the setup is. And I will tell you, whenever, whenever our boss lady, Casey Vineyard, told us, hey, we're going to be doing our OEC Fiber Football Friday shows on Wednesday, and you're going to be at a chiropractic office. Now, I have uh, I had a great chiropractor that was a regular part of the buzz and Doc Shaquin. What's up, Doc Shaquin? But when I moved here to Norman in the OKC area, I, I don't I don't think I don't think that we've been at a chiropractor's office before. But I walked in here to Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective and I saw Ty and Austin and I saw what Hannah has going on. And it's got great vibes. It really does. Uh, people coming in here to try to feel better, people coming in here to try to get uh, an adjustment for the holiday weekend, and obviously a bunch of Sooner fans. And it's a cool setup, too. So we're going to we're gonna spend our Wednesday here, and then I think Parker's coming in after. I know they uh, I know they close at 1, but I think Parker's coming in and hanging until 2 this afternoon. It'll be Mike so. today. Oh, it, it's, it's Steely coming in here? Yes, because you guys did River one yesterday, and that's usually the common ah, book there. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, you better watch out. Hey, Austin, watch out. Steely's coming in after me. He might be trying to get an adjustment. Yeah, during this. There's, okay. there's uh, just... no doubt about it. <laughs> let's, have, let's have the first adjustment live on the air, please. No, nah, I can't. I, mine's, my back's too messed up. They, they'd start, and they'd be like, okay, listen, just clear out the rest of the uh, schedule today. We've got to be popping vertebrae on plank the rest of the day. But uh, they've been an Internet subscriber to OEC since May of last year. They're a locally owned business that's been serving Norman and the surrounding areas. Uh, Their business, electronic health record software that allows them to perform a multitude of daily activities, including detailed notes, scheduling appointments, and checking vital insurance information. And their relationship with OEC Fiber has helped to facilitate that. And then, like I said, just good dudes. Canner's here already. The Prime Man's coming by. It's a big day here on the ref. Now, I, I feel like we'll try to give about an hourly update on anything that we're hearing or any buzz about Dylan Gabriel. Uh, I always find it curious, the people that will reach out, and by that I mean people that I work with, people that I talk to at Fox Sports Radio that nine out of ten times couldn't care less about what's going on at Oklahoma. because But because they are, anybody, anybody, degenerate gamblers, they'll reach out. It's like, hey, what have you heard? What's going on? Where's and I'm like, I, Listen, first of all, I ain't telling you if I'd heard anything. Ah, no, but I'm not telling you. Uh, but number two, I just, I don't, I mean, in all honesty, I don't think anybody knows. We haven't, <laughs> this does evoke memories of the, of the OU Daily out on the patio taking film uh, or shooting film of practice whenever we had the Kalen Williams, Spencer Rattler conversation as to who was going to start in the football game. But there would always there would always be something that would somehow leak out. You remember that, Josh? Everyone, oh, that was such a tense time, too. 
because everyone was mad over Rattler playing, and even though Oklahoma was undefeated, they hadn't played well, and everyone wanted Caleb Williams, and then he started, I think it was the Tech game, the place went nuts. But have, do we have confirmation if anyone has tried to use that same trick over the OU Daily to figure out who's been taking the the snaps and who's been taking a majority of the actual uh, reps in practice yet? <laughs> no, I, I don't think uh, we've had any spies this week. <laughs> but all I can do, all I can do is take what I saw, combine that with what we've been told, and then I think, Josh, come to the conclusion that there's a really good chance, there's a really good chance that Dylan Gabriel's going to play. But like I said yesterday, I, I don't know, I don't know why that immediately is, is dismissed. I, I, again, I don't, obviously there's people that, or either talking to more tied in people, or maybe they're talking to Dylan and his family. I don't know. But every single time it's brought up, hey, here's what Brent said. There is a caveat of, oh, well, not the caveat, I should say, but a cavalcade of people that are like, no way. So I don't, I don't really know what to believe, Josh, except I saw Dylan Gabriel after the game on Saturday. I didn't talk to him, saw him. Saw him talking to a lot of people. And as we brought up yesterday, and he wasn't hid. No one was hiding him. There wasn't sneaking him out. I mean, he was out there in the open. Uh, if, you know, if, if Sooner fans that were there, that were standing on the uh, upper level where you could look down into the Sooner kind of locker room area where you could, like, see where they came off the field, you saw him too. And my experience has always been that, you know, re, re, upper body, if it's a concussion, whatever it might be, if it's relatively – serious you don't see that person or if you see that person there you can tell that okay there's something really really bad here and that and josh that's all i can that's all i can go by that's all i can go on right now because brent talked yesterday we won't hear from him again until the pregame show on the sooner radio network with toby and the at about 10 15 a.m on Saturday morning, and I don't know if he'll give an answer, or Friday morning, I don't know if he'll give an answer then either. I don't even know if we'll truly know until they trot out. I mean, remember, we, we, you and I have gone back quite a bit this week to when there was questions about Dylan Gabriel in the Texas game. Dylan went out and warmed up. You know, he went out and warmed up, and we've seen that a lot this year. I don't think it's too tricky, right? I, I don't think that they're going to be a completely different offense if it does end up being Jackson Arnold as opposed to Dylan Gabriel. I don't know with a full week of reps if they would have to change anything up too much. But, you know, this is this is really, really good reportering that I'm giving you right now, Josh, with a good old-fashioned. I just – I don't know, and we'll have to see. I don't – I'm just going to have to go on what I'm told, and I'm going to fully expect him to be suited up and taking snaps on on Friday morning. It sounds like – if you want to read the tea leaves from Brent Venables, that he was optimistic at the beginning of the week. Now, to me, a lot of this boils down to what type of injury do you think it is? Because right Right. now, none of us know what uh, injury it is. If it was a concussion, then I I would say that probably he's not going to play based on the way that last year played out. 
in the way it was handled. Now, if it was uh, upper body injury and, you know, you could say maybe a concussion's wrapped up in that too, but if it was, say, a shoulder or e- even neck, maybe uh, maybe that opens the door to play this week. So I, I kind of thought maybe it sounded that way on Monday from Coach Finnables, but uh, obviously we're all going to find out in short order. The uh, I, I just happened to jump on the Kinnipelmeyer Chevrolet text line right off the top because, as we mentioned, this is an OEC Fiber football Wednesday today, and as we're at the Oklahoma Chiropractic uh, Collective, all of our Friday bits we're going to slide in today. Now, I haven't heard from Lee. Have you seen anything from Lee Sterling at all? No, and uh, okay. I feel like historically he doesn't do Thanksgiving week, but I could be okay, wrong. Okay, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll check in with him. But the, the question that I would ask you guys that we would love to get into today, what do you want to see Friday? You know, what do you need to put the exclamation point on this regular season and either A, feel good about things going into rooting for BYU and I guess Texas Tech in that, or or, or, or maybe just rooting for some chaos to see if Oklahoma can make the Big 12 championship game, right? But what do you need to see from this team? What is it that – Team one, but what I tried to make him last night, Josh, 192. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, team 129, what do you need to see? That's right, isn't it? I think that's 129. right. 129, that's correct. Thank you. What do you need to see from them to go into an off season of a heightened competition, of increased expectations? What do you need to see Friday to continue to build that confidence? And I would say, for me personally, my confidence is good. I feel good about the bounce back for the program from where they were last year to where they were this year. And I don't want to see them backslide. I don't want to see what happened against BYU. Because, listen, it's on tape. Whatever BYU did that caused problems for Oklahoma, Sonny Dykes and Kendall Bryles are trying to find a way to implement as much as they possibly can to throw off Oklahoma on Friday. And I, I want to see from week to week that shored up. And I feel like I feel like Oklahoma's done a good job of that. Other uh, Brent Venables joked about it yesterday, Josh. Other leaks spring, right? You put your finger in what's the old Looney Tunes cartoon? They, they put their finger in one area of the dam, then the next thing you know, Daffy Duck is dealing with a, a, another water spout that springs out. Then he's got to put another finger in there. And then it's just... It kind of seems like that's been a little bit of a problem at times. But I, I want to see it finish strong. I'm, I'm somewhat corny, and I'm somewhat cheesy when it comes to senior day. I think this is as important as the guys who made an impact last year were. I don't know if there is a group that hopefully we'll look back in a decade from now that is more important to the growth and the continued success of Oklahoma football than this class. Think about a lot of this class, too, Josh. They had to go through COVID. They had to go through that just weird COVID year. And there's, you know, some people that might decide that they're going to go ahead and turn pro after this season. But still, it's it's a really, really good group, not just because Trick Stoops is in there. So I've got a lot of – got a lot of things I want to dive into today on the seniors, but I also want to hear from you guys on what – what is important to you and what you're looking forward to? Now, I mentioned I brought up the Kinnipelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and the, the 405 knew the place to look right away. 
405 writes, Vegas knows. Hence the three-point drop in the point spread. But that's not everywhere. That's not uh, across the board. That has been in a lot of places. Oklahoma opened at 12-and-a-half. It's been 9-and-a-half, back up to 10-and-a-half, and it's settled in at 9-and-a-half. But I'm here to tell you, I don't, I don't think there's a leak springing that would that would have a ton of factual information. I think this is a presumptive drop. In other words, there is this assumption that Dylan's not going to play. Now, if he comes, if they're not going to announce anything, there's no laws or rules that force Oklahoma. So they're having to go on their sources and the people that they talk to. And I just, I don't know. I'm never going to question Vegas, right? And I'm never going to question the odds makers, which aren't just Vegas now. It's everywhere. It's New Jersey. It's all across the country where you have different people setting odds and spreads for sports books. But that's a very, very telling indication, right, Josh? But I don't know if there is just that incredibly factual information out there as to who's going to be the starting quarterback for Oklahoma Friday. Yeah, is that definitive or right. is that odds makers guarding against the possibility that exactly. that Gabriel doesn't play because I, I kind of look uh, elsewhere too. Is, I mean, Iowa was an underdog at uh, Nebraska yesterday, were they not? And I think that's mm-hmm. odds makers thinking, well, are they going to rest starters? I don't think Iowa's going to rest starters. So, I, all of which is to say, odds makers, it's not, though they're usually and at times uh, bafflingly. Correct, right? It's like, uh, how could they be that spot on? They're not, it's not totally a foolproof science. And probably they're guarding against Dylan Gabriel being out. And that's no guarantee that he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get after it. Like I said, I'll, I'll drop what we've just said. In fact, you could probably tape that first segment and we can re air it at the top of next hour and at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Just nothing factual. Let me rephrase that. Nothing solid. Nothing that would lead us to believe that this is JFA's day or this is Dylan Gabriel's day. I think just from it being his senior day, I think a lot of people would love to see Dylan Gabriel get healthy enough to where he can go. But we'll find out. Not the only story on Saturday. All right, gosh, I'm going to do that a lot today. It's not the only story on Friday. There is a great question from the 405 that I want to get to next. And it involves the crowd. And I don't know what to expect either. We'll get into it next. We're on the road uh, on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday at the Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. We'll hear from Ty and Austin coming up a little bit later on this hour. Uh, David Goodspeed's going to swing by at the bottom of next hour. We'll see if we hear from Lee today. But as always, you. You carry this show on a what what you want. Maybe that a what you want Wednesday instead of a wipe it Wednesday right here on The Ref. We did get one confirmation on uh, something that we were debating about yesterday and uh, just just point of information clarification however you want to put it you have to as a power five team be in that top 12 to be considered for a new year six bowl which do we have any doubts and i mean if, if oklahoma wins you're there yeah they're gonna be now, they're 13 he, he, right now that's right and and i don't know if there'll be enough dropping in front of them I think there could be. So I'm not counting out a New Year's Day Six Bowl for Oklahoma. 
But I did last night, before we get to the, the, the text that I, I want to talk about crowd-wise, were you surprised at all to see Washington jump Florida State? And then did it make you feel like we actually sometimes know what we're talking about whenever the committee chair, Boo Corrigan, said the exact same thing that we told you that he was going to say whenever they bumped Washington ahead of Florida State? Yeah, it makes me feel like we, we do, in fact, follow these things. We've got a pretty good I idea. We might pay I mean, attention. It was so it was so obvious and tailor-made for them to come out, and that was the only change in the top ten was uh, those right. two flip-flopping, was Washington jumping up a spot and Florida State sliding down. And it was so tailor-made to point to, well, that was a good win at Corvallis. I didn't have anything to do with Jordan Travis getting hurt. <laughs> you know, Washington's been on the cusp. Now, here it is. Uh, I don't make this stuff up. The uh, <laughs> We told you yesterday that they're going to pump Washington up to number four, and then the storyline would be, and it has nothing to do with the injury, and literally right out of the gates. Oh, hold on, hold on there. Wait, wait. Uh, right out of the gates, that's what Boo Corrigan said. Yeah, it really was about Washington and what Washington did this past weekend and going up to Reeser Stadium, tough place to play. Uh, their defense has come around, um, has played well the last six quarters, given up a total of 20 points. Again, know that it was a rainy day, but in, in total, again, and that's what we're looking at, and y'all were talking different data points, but, you know, watching games does matter. And as we looked at Washington over the course of the season, looked at Florida State uh, this past week in week 12, we decided to put Washington ahead. Now, again, we go back to our buddies Dave Bartu and Adam McClintock, uh, CFB Matrix and the CFB Professor, and they would argue, yeah, buddy, that eye test doesn't matter. These are the variables that you have talked about. These are the seven things, and they had projected – they had projected that this would happen and that, again, the eye test doesn't exist. But it is, you know, it is interesting. We, Florida State fell behind, what was it, northern Florida, northern Alabama, but then reeled off 56 unanswered points, right? And there was a lot of trick plays that were in there too. But I, I like, I have not liked the fact that we haven't had that crazy upset to change everything, right? We haven't had that this year in college football. Maybe maybe in some ways the biggest upset was Texas beating Alabama earlier this year, and they have sustained to be there in the top ten. But I like how this year, kind of unique to other years, these disaster scenarios that we talk about, Josh, we haven't really lost our minds about them until now. Usually it's something that's with the, after the very first playoff rankings, it's, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? Now at least we've waited because we haven't had those massive upsets until now. And I saw this note from Ari Wasserman this morning, and I, I could not agree more. The playoff committee's biggest nightmare is sitting in that room and having to choose between a one-loss Big Ten champion Texas, who has a win over Alabama, and a one-loss Alabama SEC champion with a win over Georgia. I mean, if three teams stay undefeated, what do you do with that? And many feel like with even though Oregon doesn't have a win over a top 25 team, that with game control and things of that nature, they're the natural one-loss team that might jump. We've got some wild scenarios, man. I, I appreciated ESPN laying it out, too. Six potential one-loss teams. because, And I like how they put it, too. Michigan and Florida State 
run this table and finish undefeated. Because Michigan and Florida State would be the two teams that if they had one loss, you'd easily be able to knock them. Michigan doesn't have the resume, no Jim Harbaugh. Florida State, no Jordan Travis. And again, doesn't have a massive resume with top 25 wins. So those would be easy. But if those two finish undefeated, and then you've got six one-loss teams there, dude, I am here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Well, even if Florida State loses, right, which probably they're going to, versus, yeah. you know, Florida this week or Louisville in the ACC championship game, probably they're not going to win both of these games. But even if you knock them out of the equation, there's still a lot mm-hmm. to sort out. Right. And it's pretty likely, I would say at this point, that, yes, there's going to be a tough couple of decisions to be made at numbers four, five, and six. It just feels like this season's trending in that direction. It's the Plank Show. On a Wednesday, it is our Friday, but I'll try to make sure we keep our day straight. It's an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday, and we are at Oklahoma Chiropractive uh, Chiropractive Collective. I'm going to say that all day long, and I'm going to botch it a few times. But uh, Ty and Austin are going to join us coming up in about 15 minutes from now. So let me let me pose this to you before we grab our break. And it caught my caught my eye off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Easiest way to get in touch with the show. You can also find us on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. Everybody should be following us at KREF Sports. What are your thoughts on the crowd tomorrow? I keep saying tomorrow. Friday. From the 405, I wonder if the student section will be half empty at OU on Friday. Are you worried about that at all? I mean, yeah. People are going to be gone for the, the Thanksgiving holiday. You hope that it's not that way. But, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's a decent chance, I guess. This is unique with Black Friday and everything. I'm hopeful that it won't be, and I'm hopeful that it's going to be an electric environment. And coming out of this thing, we'll be talking about and getting texts and calls about, man, that was pretty cool. Maybe we need to try and do that again at some point. But uh, the student section in particular, going home, yes, could be problematic. It's how does that work? In other words, if there are students that aren't going to use their tickets, how does that work? Are they able to then resell them? Can they can they somehow can we make sure that people realize there might be tickets available to to the game? I just I don't I don't know. I'm not necessarily – I hadn't really thought about it too terribly much because I never really worry about a crowd for an OU game. But 11 a.m., Black Friday, uh, I spent my entire – it was a really long time ago, Hannah. It was a really long time ago. But I spent my entire collegiate life so excited for the Friday after Thanksgiving because everyone was home. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that go back home, and that Friday night is one of the big party nights. So is that Friday night still spinning Norman for a lot of these kids? Are they back home? Are they going to wait? For, I, I, I don't know. But I think I, I've seen a handful of people getting rid of their tickets, but not a lot. 
It's, it's, it hasn't been this, I've got a ticket I need to get rid of. You know, I, I think Mr. Vandalay said, i got a ticket here. You guys can give it away or you can have it, right? But for the most part, Josh, I still have a very – I have a very good feel about what it's going to look like. All right, let me rephrase that. I have a very good, like, outlook. I feel good about it, but I can't sit there and tell you that I'm 100%. Kind of like with Dylan Gabriel. I feel good that he's going to play – but I'm not 100% that it's going to happen. I feel good that we're going to have a great crowd because it's Oklahoma and the students are going to get there, but I don't really know what I'm basing that on right now. <laughs> I think the, the texter nailed it. When this was first posed a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I really didn't give it much of a second thought. I, it's OU. It's going to be a great crowd. But uh, I think the texter might have nailed the one piece of it that, that maybe could be a little shaky is the students. The rest of it, though, look, I, I get it. It's early. It's Black Friday. It's Oklahoma football. It's going to be packed. It's going to be raucous. I think it's going to be an awesome environment because of the holiday and everything. I, it just – everybody's going to be in a good mood, right? A bunch of people aren't aren't working, so – and I know some are, but most aren't, right? So I think that element is going to lend itself to be in a raucous environment. It's the final right. Big 12 home game, uh, maybe the final Big 12 game for Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of parts of this that I think – are going to create a great environment. Yeah, me too. And, and realtor Chris hits it on the head. He goes, both of my kids will be leaving Edmond and heading back to Norman Thursday night so they can enjoy their last home game on Friday. And remember, half of the students live in Texas anyway. <laughs> uh, and then I would add to the 405, this is, this is going to be a moment, my friend, whenever you and I are unfortunately going to have to accept how old we are, where he or she writes, this is nothing new, gentlemen. I used to go to OU Nebraska the Friday after Thanksgiving back in the day quite often. I want you to think for a moment, my man, how long ago that was. Was uh, the 90s, was it not? It was the 90s. Was it, uh, weren't those games played <laughs> 1990 to 95 or something is when the, yeah. Yeah, Nebraska played the. So we're going back almost 30 years, and it was a rivalry game. Almost 30 right. years. I mean, you're yeah, you're going back. You're going back more than 30 years. <laughs> People, so, students cared about uh, OU football when, back then. When you say this is nothing new, uh, for you and I, right, <laughs> we get to the bit, I used to watch this game on Black Friday all the time. Yeah, no, it's, it is something new for this whole generation. And it's TCU. And no offense to Texas Christian University, but not quite the same juice as, say, Nebraska back in the day. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll start our uh, deep dive into the text line. We're going to talk to Ty and Austin a little bit later on in the hour here from Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday right here on the web. Van Hoos Fence brings us hour number one. We're back, everybody. Happy early Thanksgiving to you all. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside, well, Chris Plank, vhfence.com, by the way, where you can check out Van Hoos Fence. Cool Mo J on the text line. That is the <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Black Friday. I remember watching the games on black and white TV. Same. Same. You know what's weird, though, is, uh, and, and this has been something for me that it took me exactly five minutes to realize the importance of college football. I grew up in a family where college football mattered when Missouri or Illinois was good. 
the rest of the time it was NFL. My dad didn't watch a ton of college football. And then I got here and it's like, oh, <laughs> let's go. And it's been it's been awesome ever since. Thanks, Brian. See Tanner, my man. Um, so yes, I'm with you, Kumo. Watched a lot on black and white TV. <laughs> All right, where you go next? How often were Missouri and Illinois good? <sighs> One year. <laughs> One year. I think the year that. Rick Neuheisel, quarterback to UCLA to the Rose Bowl, and Illinois went there with Tony Eason. I want to say it was like 1984. That was about it. And, I mean, Ikumo J can attest to it, and our elder gentlemen and ladies that are listening to the show, we didn't have a ton of college football on TV. You know, there just it, it wasn't. It was not even a, a, a one one millionth of what it is right now, dude. It was crazy. So it was hard to find the games a lot of times. Like, we lived in St. Louis, and you would you'd get Notre Dame games because they were always on, but you would have, you'd have to be, like, trying to find, like, an Illinois score. We listened to a lot of them on the radio. Yeah, just a totally different world, huh? That's, that's crazy. Absolutely. Uh, how about this out of the 405? OU Nebraska the day after Thanksgiving, that's what made me. NOU fan. Yeah. I mean, it was wild to me uh, in the game notes. And, of course, let me see. Do I still have them pulled up here? It is. It was a long run, right? I think there were 15, 15 times they played on um, Black Friday. But just to me, it seemed like it would be infinitely more than that, right? It seemed like for as much as it, well, I grew up watching OU in Nebraska play on Black Friday, you kind of felt like you'd look back and there'd be like 30 of the matchups that were on Friday. But there, it, it wasn't. So, But it, during that run, you are talking about like a 20-year run whenever it was on. And I think because 2000 seems like it was yesterday to me, <laughs> I think when you talk about 2023, you just kind of take how quickly 20 years can go by for granted. So, yeah, it's it's what made a, it's rivalries, man. It's what made a lot of people college football fans. Out of the 580, and I would agree, isn't OU football something to be thankful for? Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. But I also um, – I'm very grateful and thankful for, that's for sure. But – there is just this certain faction, and I have family that's included in this, that, you know, it's it's like, wait a minute, I have my Friday traditions. I have my Black Friday traditions, and they don't involve going to a college football game. <laughs> but I agree. Uh, let's get one more real quick before we grab a break and we talk to the guys here at Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. From Robert in Hera. Crowd, this is not the first time OU has played a senior day game during Thanksgiving week. Whether the game's on Friday or Saturday, the kids traveling back home wouldn't be here either way, have never noticed a big hole in the stadium on senior day. Yeah, you know, and, and that's true. That's true. But, again, this is unique. This is different. Oklahoma has not played a non-Saturday game at home since 2019, and that was a Sunday night. That was the first game of the season. Opener. I, I don't – right, against Houston. The, the last time they played on a Friday was in Morgantown, in West Virginia. So I don't 
you know, I don't know if we can look at history as a good gauge here because this is so unique. But then to that same vein, Robert and Hera, I think you can look at history as a gauge because what do they do? They always show out. It's a fair question, right, Josh? It's a fair concern that you can have. But inevitably, I find when, when I have concerns about things like the crowd, kind of like you, you get caught up in the, oh, my gosh, what if we end up with eight one-loss teams? It always seems like it works itself out in the end. It does. It does typically work itself out. I just wish this was a night game. If it was a night game, I do too. and I still think it's going to be awesome, and I think it'll be a, a great crowd when it's all said and done. It'll be an electric crowd, energetic crowd. I think it had the propensity, and maybe it still will be, but I think it had the potential to be one of the nights we talked about for a long time yeah. if this was a primetime Black Friday kick. I agree. I agree. Um, I see the text rolling in on the playoff rankings. We'll get to that coming up. But we are on the road for an OEC Fiber Football Friday. When we come back, we'll tell you about where we are. The Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back to the Plank Show on an OEC Fiber Football Wednesday. We're at the Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective. And Ty and Austin join us now. Do I say owners? We're both owners, yeah. Both yes. owners. Yeah. And so, Austin, you were telling me you guys have been lifelong friends, like yeah, grew up together. for sure. Grew up together playing Little League football against each other. Went to junior high and high school and ended up being roommates at OU together. So yeah. Roommates How? in the dorms at yeah. Walker Tower. Yeah. yeah. Is Walker sure. the one that just got torn down? I don't that know. Was no, Adam. That was Adam. I'm sorry. They are still, she's still alive. She so, said. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll just start with kind of the business model, Ty. Start with you guys. What made you decide to open this place, which is fantastic? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, like, like he said, we've known each other forever. So pretty much since we started chiropractic school we decided we wanted to open up something we grew up close to here we grew up in uh at more going mm-hmm. to westmore high school and so when we got out of school just kind of looking around in the area obviously we know norman well um we really like the community and so just wanted to kind of bring a little bit different um style of a chiropractic office to the area for sure so just well, our, our goal is when someone comes in here, we want them to be comfortable. We don't want you to feel like you're walking into a doctor's office or a hospital with the bright lights and things like that. One of the so. first thing you said was, man, it smells good in here. It smells good in here. It's yeah. like I'm chill. And, it wasn't, and Hannah, you know, yeah. she was like, you got very happy Hannah when you yeah. walk in. But it's it's got a good vibe to it. It's yeah, what, it just sure. it feels like you're coming into a place where you're going to be taken care of. For sure. Now you have some dude screaming, talking sports here. But it's okay. the, the, the customers that we've seen come in so far, your regulars, Kind of take us, Austin, through how you guys built that and how you cold that because you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It is a grind in the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our stuff, we went out and just met a lot of people and said, hey, we're new to this area. Come check us out. And honestly, social media is a big thing, too. So post a lot of videos on YouTube. We try to educate our patients. That's the biggest thing is um, I feel like in our profession at times, education isn't there. And we want to sit down with our patients, build that rapport, and educate them because there's power in kind of wanting to know what's going on with our body so oh, absolutely yeah and and I, i'm looking at that you have the benefits of chiropractic and you've got the rundown it, it reduces pain fatigue disease inflammation depression i need that yeah. medication yeah. Uh, anxiety and stress improves your health immunity digestion uh sleep quality never even thought about digestion yeah from a chiropractic perspective i mean it's it's a little bit of everything that right. this can help right and yeah. at the end of the day you know chiropractic is our bread and butter but we also go into nutrition we want people to sleep better there's so many different things that add to our health that um, people don't realize so yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, most people, when they think about chiropractic, they think neck pain, back pain, headaches, which, yes, we are very good at helping people with those issues, but there's so many other things because at the end of the day, we are, we're adjusting the spine, we are affecting the nervous system in a positive way, and 
our nervous system, our brain, our spine controls everything in our body. So bringing some balance to that can help with all kinds of other issues as well. I, I think I haven't done a good job today about talking the location and where you yeah, are. Uh, sure. and I get turned around easily, so I put it into my phone and got here quickly. You, you can search Oklahoma Chiropractic Collective, and it takes you right here. But what's the best way to kind of describe where we are? Because it's technically Brookhaven, right? Yeah, I mean, we're in the Brookhaven office park, which is the newer side. So it's just a mile north of that other Brookhaven village. Village. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of back in a little alleyway, or not alleyway, but just office park, um, 36th and Rock Creek Road, mm-hmm. Suite 110. Come find us. All right. Well, let's let's talk about OEC Fiber, and, and I'll start with you, Ty. What made you guys decide to go with these OEC Fiber when you opened this up? Yeah, so um, it's been so long since, but I think we just heard a lot of good things. Um, and I think was it kind of was it newer yeah, to the area, whatever. Sure. Yeah. So so yeah. So we just it, it was newer, and actually we know a couple people that actually work for OEC Fiber. We go to the gym with and stuff. And so yeah, we, that's what, that's kind of how we made our decision. And um, we haven't had any issues since. Yeah, we haven't that's had any good. issues. We really we run uh, you know we run a electronic health record software that obviously takes a lot of juice from the you know the the internet and different mm-hmm. things. And we yeah run smooth, haven't had issues and. So, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, and I think that's the part for you guys uh, on the record side of it, and obviously to to make sure that you're able to look through those. It makes a big difference too, sure. doesn't it, whenever sure. you have that kind of speed. Yeah. I, I will say uh, I'm a big OEC fiber guy. I live out in the, I guess, somewhat rural area, and it's been amazing. Yeah. Right here in the city, sometimes you get congested too, but I feel like it's pretty smooth in here too, isn't 100%, 100%. it? 100%. Have, like I said, no issues. So. All right, you guys want to start talking Sooner football now? Are we allowed yeah. to talk Sooner football? Okay, Please. very good. Uh, how are you feeling overall, Ty, about the way the season has gone? Oh, I mean, I think it's I think it's gone good. I mean, you look at last season, new coach, new schemes. Not new the, scheme is big. Not, yeah. not the not the best year last year, but that was kind of expected. And I think everyone we're so we're so spoiled as a fan base. We think like, oh, we should be undefeated, win the mm-hmm. Big Twelve championship, and go to the playoff every year, but. That's not always, you know, how it works. So do I you think have the password to our text line? Is that how you can? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you have enough OU friends, yeah, right? Yeah. Sure. So, so I think no. I think this it's been a great season. They've, you know, they figured out a way to win, win a lot of games, and it's it's exciting. It's exciting going into next year. Yeah, we're big OU fans in here. So I mean, if we're not, we don't have patience in here. We're on Twitter or something <laughs> talking about. Oh, did you see this? Da 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 da. You know, it's. Defense has definitely been the biggest thing that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I get excited watching OU's defense now. It's, uh, I don't know, it's been fun to watch that change, and um, I feel like we're a little bit more aggressive, and I don't know, it's been fun. You have the coolest picture I think I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and, again, it'll have some people feeling some sort of way with Josh bringing in Tennessee, but right. there is like a sketch, a drawing of Josh Heupel standing next to Jason White. Yeah. You got the picture of, I think that's the Sunday. I think that's the OU Houston game that you have the massive picture. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Told you, Hannah. I told you I'm not a crazy person. I mean, it's really cool, some of the OU stuff, but you guys say your your, your family's got you into it, right? You're kind of born into this, weren't you? Oh, man. My dad is one of the biggest OU fans I've ever been around. His entire office looks like OU threw up in it. (laughs) uh, A lot of the stuff that we have in here is from him. Really? Yeah, for sure. For Ty, sure. what, what got you into the Sooners? Yeah, so I would say uh, neither of my parents went to OU, but, you know, living, growing up in Oklahoma, you're either an OU fan or OSU fan. And so I was lucky enough that my parents were OU fans. And then <laughs> uh, and then uh, my grandpa, he uh, he's a huge OU fan. His He has a an attic filled with OU memorabilia back to the 60s. And so he's always given me stuff. And so, yeah, just always been surrounded by That's OU awesome. and OU yeah. football. Hey, I'll, I'll let you guys go on this because I, I got about uh, two minutes here. But yeah. 
someone's on the on the on the edge of thinking, hey, maybe I need to see a chiropractor, maybe I don't. Um, Austin, what what should lead them here? Why should they choose chiropractic? Um, Why should they choose you guys? One thing that I like to tell people all the time, you know, is we're not meant to live in pain, and a lot of people do. And um, I think our approach and kind of the way that we go about things, we've seen a lot of really good benefits out of this. We've gotten people, I mean, 85-year-old men who want to golf again, mm. and they can't, getting them golfing again. Um, the single mom who can't bend over to pick up their daughter, um, which is a huge and important mm-hmm. thing, getting her back to doing that. Um, things like that, you know. We're not meant to live in pain, so we're really good at getting people out of pain. And, and Ty, <laughs> you guys talked about it earlier. Not to say it's, oh, and there's so much, but there is more than just, you know, back, sure. back and neck pain. For too, sure. You guys there's do. so yeah. much to it. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Well, we always tell people we don't think that – we wouldn't say that everyone needs mm-hmm. chiropractic care, but we do believe, um, and it's been our experience, that absolutely every single person – from birth to death can can benefit and will benefit from chiropractic mm-hmm. care. You so. guys are awesome. I adjust my two-month-old daughter. So. Do you? It's not the same way you see on those <laughs> very videos. Different. Very, very different. Yes. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you mentioned social media. I'm yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of people that think that they can do yeah. chiropractic care. They yeah. can't. All right, guys, thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate you. I haven't made any of your clients mad whenever they not come and get yelling and screaming. It's like Hannah a family in here. Good. So. Hannah hasn't given me a dirty look. I can be the crazy cousin in the corner that's just yelling about football. So thanks, We're guys. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, having us out today absolutely thank you awesome stuff that's ty and austin from here at oklahoma chiropractic collective uh great stuff come see him and we'll tell you much much more as the show rolls on on an oec fiber football wednesday all right when we come back when we come back uh the best of coaches corner right what we learned from coaches corner and then josh i sat through the sunny dykes presser i'll have you uh, i'll have the details of what the tcu coach said next